Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. From the era that brought you names like Chamberlain, Russell, and West. The Chamberlain, he's got it. Jerry West made it from the other side of the midcourt strike. To the glory days of Magic and Kareem. Abdul-Jabbar is on the brink of an NBA all-time record. From a time where last-second shots were expected. Here comes Kobe. From way outside. Got it! Oh, man! Gets it to LeBron. For three for the win. Yes! LeBron James! And rings were handed out like candy. Here's Jordan. It's Duncan Dynasty with your host, Garrett Bougay, and it starts right now. Welcome to another episode of Duncan Dynasty. I'm your host, Garrett Bougay, and uh, Corbin Ford will not be joining us this week. He's a little under the weather, so uh, hopefully he'll be back with us next time. But uh, for this week, I'm going to be doing a a solo episode, and uh, I'm going to be Introducing you guys to, to something Corbin and I have been working on for the last uh, month or two, and that is a, uh, a March Madness-style bracket completely revolving around NBA teams that uh, didn't quite reach the summit and, and win an NBA championship, essentially the best of the rest. We're calling it the best of the rest bracket challenge, and uh, just wanted to talk a little bit about the, the methodology that we, we use to to come up with what teams were going to be eligible for this tournament and this bracket. Uh, first off, we came up with a three-year rule, which essentially means um, if the team, uh, if the franchise, the organization had won a championship within a three-year period, whether that was three years prior to the season in question or three years after the season in question, that team is ineligible. So, for instance, the uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, of course, had a lot of success throughout the uh, the 2000s. They won in 2000, 2001, and 2002. So we take that 2002 season and then say that the one year after that is 2002, 2003. That year is ineligible. The second year is 2003-4, that is ineligible, and then 4-5 would be the third year, that is also ineligible. And then because they won later with Kobe in 2009, that also knocks out the previous three seasons, which would be 2007-8, 2006-7, and 2005-6. So right there with this three-year rule, there is no 2000s Lakers team eligible for this bracket. So uh, hopefully that uh, that cleared things up for you. Uh, basically, the, the reason we, we came up with that rule was so that, uh, you know, you talk about teams that did end up uh, going all the way and winning a championship. You could have a team like the 2010 Celtics, which was very similar to the roster that, of a team that actually won it in 2008. We wanted to avoid that. We wanted this purely to be teams that, that didn't get to the mountaintop. Uh, the, their main core of players just didn't quite get it done and uh, and, and really let those teams kind of go at it. Uh, and you know, try to not muddy the waters with with teams that had actually won the title and just were maybe a, a year or two past their peak sort of thing. So that's the first rule. And then also in terms of determining the the seedings and the rankings of these teams, uh, I did a uh, I did a formula that was essentially, I mean, it's pretty simple. It's regular season wins plus postseason wins 
plus your point differential. So, uh, for instance, uh, I'm going to go through all of the teams in this tournament. We have a total of 74, and we're going to have uh, a, round, a couple of rounds of play-in games to get us down to 64, which is what you would, would normally expect out of a March Madness tournament. Uh, but uh, the, the first team on the list, the number one team, based on the formula of, again, regular season wins, postseason wins, plus your point differential, number one team is the Utah Jazz. So they won 64 games in the regular season. Very impressive. So we take that 64 number. Then they won 13 playoff games that season. So right there, uh, you know, you add those two, and we're up to 77. Plus then that Utah Jazz team had a positive 9.6 point differential. So you take 77 plus 9.6 and that gets us to their final score of 86.6. So the Utah Jazz are the number the number one overall number one seed in this bracket. Uh, so uh, that just gives you an idea of how I came up with these numbers. I didn't want it to be too much of a bias a biased uh, sort of thing where I was picking teams that I that I enjoyed more than others. I wanted there to be actually be an unbiased sort of formula here. Uh, and then also, you know, to to discuss, you know, how we're going to go about eventually deciding who wins these matchups in this tournament, uh, the, the higher seed is going to get home court advantage, and these are going to be seven-game series. So despite the fact that this is going to look like a March Madness tournament, we're still going to play it as if it's an NBA playoff series. Um, and the again, the higher seed gets home court advantage, but again, not for every game. They would get it for four of the seven games, like you would expect in a normal NBA playoff series. But then also the, the key distinction as well, because we've got teams, uh, you know, as recent as the 2019 Milwaukee Bucks and a team as old as the 1962 Los Angeles Lakers potentially in this bracket, uh, we... Um, we have it so that the home team gets home court advantage, and uh, that includes not only playing on their home floor, but playing in their specific era. So, again, that, that 97 Jazz team, which is the number one overall seed, if they were playing the 62 Los Angeles Lakers, games one and two would be in Utah in 1997 NBA rules. Then games three and four would be in Los Angeles under 1962 NBA rules, and then game five would be would be back in Utah. Game six in Los Angeles, and game seven in Utah again, shifting between the uh, the 62 era rule set and the 97 era rule set. So uh, hopefully that clears up uh, any distinction there. But it's also fun because when uh, when Corbin and I will will get together and, and talk about some of these matchups. We'll get to not only discuss how the how the teams specifically matched up, but then we can kind of predict how the teams would play in uh, in a different era. And uh, yeah, so that that'll add some some interesting discussion to to these topics. I also wanted to mention that all 30 current NBA franchises are represented in the field. So uh, if uh, you're a fan of any team in the current NBA, there will be one team of yours in the final 64 of this bracket. So, uh, you know, you'll have someone that you can you can be rooting for. And then finally, the uh, the teams that ended up based on the, the methodology of the regular season plus postseason wins and point differential, based on that methodology, any of the teams of the 28 teams that finished in the top seven seeds, they are all safe and they are automatically going to be in the uh, the final bracket the the, the round of 64. Uh, if your if your team is seated eight and up, they may potentially be in a play-in game. And at the end of this podcast, I will be telling you which teams will be participating in the uh, the two play-in rounds. There will be a, to- a total of ten play-in games, uh, making up 20 total teams, which will bring our total of uh, you know at the start with 74 teams down to the typical 64. So that's basically all the all the rules and the, the mumbo-jumbo out of the way, and, and now we're going to get into, uh, I'm going to talk about what teams are in here and uh, where they're ranked. So again, the, the number one overall seed in this tournament, the best number one seed is the 1997 Utah Jazz, a team that again 
won 64 regular season games, got all the way to the finals, challenged Michael Jordan and the Bulls in the championship round and, and came up just short, but had a very, very impressive point differential at positive 9.6. Uh, the, uh, the number two overall seed, and again, this is also a one seed, might surprise some people. It's actually the 2009 Cleveland Cavaliers, a team that won 66 regular season games, going 66 and 16, and then winning 10 playoff games, including sweeping in round one and two. And, uh, you know, the so, so just those two numbers add up to 76, but then the part that gets them up to number two overall is they had a positive 10 point differential. Really impressive on, on both sides of the ball. I believe top four in both offensive and defensive rating that uh, that 09 Cavs team. So their overall score sitting at 86. So the Jazz number one at 86.6, Cavs right behind at 86. The third number one seed is the 1996 Seattle Supersonics, who won 64 games, uh, very similar to the, the the team that followed them up in the Western Conference. The in 97, the Jazz, the Sonics won 64 regular season games, won 13 postseason games, but they didn't have quite as good of a point differential as that Jazz team. Yeah, their point differential was positive 8.2, so that gets their total score up to 85.2. And the final number one seed is the 2018 Houston Rockets. The Rockets, of course, led by James Harden and Chris Paul, came oh so close to defeating the the 2018 Golden State Warriors, led by Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and Draymond Green and Klay Thompson. That Rockets team won 65 regular season games and 11 postseason games and had a positive 8.6 point differential, giving them a total score of 84.6. So again, the number one seeds, the 97 Jazz, the 09 Cavs, the 96 Supersonics, and the 18 Rockets. Now moving on to the number two seeds, we've got the 1993 Phoenix Suns, led by MVP of the NBA Charles Barkley that season. The Suns won 62 regular season games and came within two games of winning the championship, falling to the Bulls in the finals in six. So the Suns uh, were able to take 13 postseason victories as well and uh, they had a positive 6.6 point differential, giving them a total score of 81.6. The, uh, the number two two seed is the 06 Dallas Mavericks. Of course, the team led by Dirk Nowitzki. They won 60 regular season games and uh, also got within two games of the NBA championship. Actually, the, the Mavericks were up 2 to nothing on the Miami Heat until Dwayne Wade decided to uh, go gangbusters and, and uh, the Heat won four straight to take the title. But uh, the, that Mavs team also with a positive 6.8 point differential, giving them a total score of 80.8. Now the, uh, the, the third number two seed is the 9 Orlando Magic. The Magic team led by defensive player of the year Dwight Howard had 59 regular season wins and uh, got to the NBA Finals and uh, lost to the Los Angeles Lakers and Kobe Bryant, but they did manage 13 postseason wins and also had a very impressive positive 7.3 point differential to give them a total score of 79.3. And uh, now we're, we're down to the final number two seed, and that is the 2011 Chicago Bulls led by MVP Derrick Rose. The Bulls won 62 games during the regular season, including nine postseason wins before falling to the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. They also had a positive eight-point differential to give them a total score of 79. Moving on to the three seeds now, we've got the one of my favorite teams of all time, the 2002 Sacramento Kings. The Kings won 61 regular season games, including 10 postseason victories. Came uh, oh so close to defeating the Los Angeles Lakers in the Western Conference Finals and uh, before falling in overtime in Game 7. But uh, they also had a positive 7.9 point differential 
to give them a total score of 78.9. The second number three seed is the 1994 New York Knicks. The Knicks won 57 regular season games, including 14 games in the postseason, and, and they were up 3-2 in the NBA Finals against the Houston Rockets before Hakeem Olajuwon carried the Rockets to the to games six and seven victories. But uh, the Knicks still very impressive that season, had a positive 7.5 point differential due to a terrific defensive unit, and their total score is 78.5. Now, uh, the team below the Knicks also finished with a total score of 78.5, and uh, my, my tiebreaker for this is essentially uh, which team, whichever team advanced further in the postseason, so because the Knicks made it all the way to the finals, they got the, uh, the number two overall number three seed. So number three in the three seeds is the 2019 Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks with uh, MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo won 60 regular season games and 10 postseason contests. Milwaukee had a positive 8.5 point differential, again, to give them a final score of 78.5. And uh, the final number three seed, again, a team that might, uh, might surprise some people being here, is the uh, 2003 Dallas Mavericks, a team led by Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitzki. The Mavericks won 60 regular season games and 10 playoff contests and had a very impressive positive 8.4 point differential, and uh, that gives them a total score of 78.4. Now moving on to the number four seeds, we've got the 2012 Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder won 58 regular season games, and uh, this actually, you know, was the was the season that uh, was a lockout for the NBA. So the teams didn't play a full 82 game schedule. So what I did there, so that the the formula was was uh, fair to the teams that that played. In a lockout season, I essentially just used the uh, win percentage to to uh, figure out how many wins they would have had over the course of an 82-game season. So, basing on that, the the Thunder would have won 58 games. They won 13 playoff contests and uh, made it all the way to the NBA Finals before falling short to LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and the Heatles. So. Uh, the Thunder also had a positive 6.6 .6 point differential to give them a total score of 77.6. The next four seed is the 1995 San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs team won 62 regular season games, including nine postseason contests, and had a positive 6.3 net rating to give them a total score of 77.3. The final couple of four seeds are both from Portland. First up is the 1992 Portland Trailblazers. They won 57 regular season games, including 13 postseason contests, and had a net rating of positive 7.2, which gives them a total score of 77.2. And then finally, to wrap up the four seeds, it's the 2000 Portland Trailblazers. They won 59 regular season games and 10 postseason contests coming up just short of the uh, NBA Finals, losing in Game 7 in excruciating fashion to the Los Angeles Lakers. The, that Blazers team had a positive 7.1 point differential to give them a final score of 76 Point one. Moving on to the five seeds now, we've got the 1995 Orlando Magic. The Magic led by Shaquille O'Neal and, uh, and Fernie Hardaway won 57 regular season games, knocked off uh, Michael Jordan, the only time Jordan lost, uh, or excuse me, one of only two times that Michael Jordan lost a playoff series during the 90s. Uh, so uh, the, the Magic won 57 regular season games, 11 playoff contests, and had a positive 7.3 net rating to give them a total score of 75.3. The, uh, the next five seed up is the 1997 Miami Heat. The Heat 
won 61 regular season games and eight playoff contests, got blown out in the uh, conference finals by the Chicago Bulls. They had a positive 6.2 net rating to give them a total score of 75.2. Next up in the five seeds is the 1998 Indiana Pacers. The Pacers, of course, uh, most of you are probably familiar with this team from seeing them portrayed on the last dance, but uh, the Pacers, led by Reggie Miller, won 58 regular season games and 10 playoff contests and had a positive 6.8 net rating to give them a score of 74.8. The uh, the final five seed is uh, the 2007 Phoenix Suns. The Suns, led by Steve Nash and Omari Stoudemire, won 61 regular season games and six playoff games before falling in the uh, the conference semifinals to the eventual champion San Antonio Spurs. That Suns team had a positive 7.5 point differential due to a high-powered explosive offense, and so that Suns team finishes with a score of 74.5. Now on to the six seeds. The number one overall six seed is the 2004 Minnesota Timberwolves, led by MVP that season, Kevin Garnett. The T-Wolves won 58 regular season games and 10 postseason contests and had a net rating of positive 6.2, which gives them a total score of 74.2. The next six seed is the 2015 Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks with uh, Al Horford and uh, Paul Millsap, Kyle Korver, Jeff Teague, a team that uh, all four of those guys made the all-star team. They won 60 regular season games and eight playoff contests before uh, getting shot off the court by the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavs just made three after three of that series. Uh, but that Hawks team had a positive 5.8 point differential to give them a total score of 73.8. The next six seed is a team that, again, I think is going to be really dangerous in this tournament, and that is the 2016 Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder won 55 regular season games and 11 postseason contests before blowing a 3-1 lead to the Golden State Warriors. And, of course, that Warriors team, a team that uh, broke the NBA record with 73 regular season wins. And this 16 Thunder team had a positive 7.5 point differential to give them a total score of 73.5. The final number six seed is the Philadelphia 76ers from 2001, the team led by MVP Allen Iverson. That team won 56 regular season games and made it to the NBA Finals and actually they were the only team to to beat the Lakers in any single game during that uh, 2001 postseason uh, but uh, they fell in that series four games to one but uh, that Sixers team had a positive 4.7 net rating won 12 postseason contests and finished with a final score of 72.7. Now moving on to the seven seeds, and as I said at the outset, this is the last four teams that are going to be automatically included into the uh, the, the final round of 64. Um, I, I basically said that any, te any teams that were seeded one through seven were safe from being a part of any sort of play-in game to, uh, to, to be in the tournament. So these last four are, are safe, and the first one is the 1986 Milwaukee Bucks, the Bucks. That season won 57 regular season games and seven postseason contests before falling to the Boston Celtics, one of the greatest teams ever assembled. And that Bucks team had a very impressive net rating at positive 8.7 to give them a total score of 72.7. The next number seven seed is the 1993 Seattle Supersonics team that fell in seven games to Charles Barkley and the Suns. That Sonics team won 55 games during the regular season, 10 postseason contests, and had a positive 7.4 net rating to give them a total score of 72.4. 
1992 Cleveland Cavaliers are next up, uh, the third seven seed. They won 57 regular season games and nine postseason contests before falling to the Chicago Bulls in the conference finals. They had a positive 5.6 net rating for a total score of 71.6. And the uh, the final team in the uh, amongst the seven seeds, and again the final team that is safe from potential play-in contests, is the 2014 Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers, led by Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, won 57 regular season games and six postseason contests before falling against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Of course, there was that Game 5 where uh, the, the Clippers had it and were going to take a 3-2 series lead, but uh, Chris Paul had one of his uh, rare choke jobs and uh, turned it over a couple of times, and, and the, uh, the Thunder were able to come back and, and win that game and eventually the series. But that Clippers team, very impressive point differential at positive 7.3, giving them a total score of 70.3. Now moving on to the eight seeds, we've got the 1981 Milwaukee Bucks, a team coached by Don Nelson that won 60 regular season games and three postseason contests and had a positive 6.9 point differential, giving them a total score of 69.9. Next up in the eight seeds is the 2018 Boston Celtics. Celtics won 55 regular season games and 11 postseason contests. They had a positive 3.7 point differential. Of course, this is the team that uh, that had Kyrie Irving, but Irving got hurt. And then, uh, you know, the likes of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and, and Terry Rozier and, and, of course, the, the veteran leadership in Al Horford got that team to the conference finals anyway and, uh, and nearly made the finals, losing in seven to LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. That team, again, had a positive 3.7 point differential for a total score of 69.7. These, ne- these, uh, these following two eight seeds are, the, are both from Phoenix. First up is the 1995 Phoenix Suns. They won 59 regular season games and six postseason contests and they had a positive 4.1 net rating, giving them a total score of 69.1. And uh, the the final eight seed is the 2010 Phoenix Suns. Again, uh, one of the later incarnations of the uh, the Nash Stoudemire group, and uh, that team also you know had guys like Grant Hill and uh, Jason Richardson. But that team. Won 54 regular season games in part due to the number one offense in the NBA. They won 10 postseason contests before falling in the Western Conference Finals to Kobe Bryant and the Los Angeles Lakers. That uh, that series had that Game 5 where Ron Artest got the offensive rebound and put back at the buzzer to uh, to give the Lakers a 3-2 series lead and and uh, really uh, take control of that series. But that Suns team had a positive 5.1 net rating, giving them a total score of 69.1. So uh, starting off with the nine seeds, we've got the 2008 New Orleans Hornets, led by Chris Paul and Tyson Chandler and David West. That team won 56 regular season games before falling in the second round to the San Antonio Spurs, but uh, they, they still were able to uh, to get seven postseason victories. They had a positive 5.8 point differential, which gives them a total score of 68.8. Next up amongst the nine seeds is the 2003 New Jersey Nets, led by Jason Kidd. Uh, those Nets teams, of course, made back-to-back finals. Uh, this is the second incarnation of those uh, back-to-back finals teams. That team won 49 games, including 14 postseason contests, and had a positive 5.7 net rating, due in large part to uh, a terrific defense. And uh, that gives the New Jersey Nets a final score of 68.7. Next up in the nine-seed category is the 1987 Atlanta Hawks, led by Dominique Wilkins and uh, Doc Rivers. That Hawks team won 57 regular season games 
and uh, made it to the second round of the playoffs before falling there. Uh, so they got four postseason victories. A very impressive point differential at positive 7.4, giving them a total score of 68.4. And the final number nine seed is the 2009 Denver Nuggets. Of course, this team uh, led by Carmelo Anthony smack dab at his prime and also uh, buoyed by the great sidekick that is Chauncey Billups. And uh, that Nuggets team won 54 regular season games and 10 postseason contests, again falling to, like a lot of teams I've mentioned, uh, to the Kobe Lakers in, uh, in the Western Conference Finals. That team had a positive 3.6 net rating, giving them a final score of 67.6. Now moving on to the 10 seeds, we've got the 1988 Dallas Mavericks, a, uh, a Mavericks team that lost in the conference finals to the eventual champion Lakers in seven games. The, the, that Lakers team, of course, with, with Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, that Mavericks team won... 10 postseason contests and had a positive 4.5 net rating, giving them a total score of 67.5. Next up amongst the 10 seeds is the 2008 Utah Jazz. That Jazz team, led by Darren Williams and Carlos Boozer, won 54 regular season contests and 6 postseason games, and they had a positive 7.3 point differential to give them a final score of 67.3. Here's uh, one of the teams that I think has got a chance to be a dark horse, a sleeper team that, that makes a deep run despite being a lower seed, and that is the 1989 Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavaliers won 57 games during the regular season, but were defeated in the deciding game in round one against Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, of course, all of you know that as the shot. But uh, that team, despite losing in round one, was a heck of a basketball team. They actually went 6-0 and that season against the eventual champion Detroit Pistons. They had a positive 7.7 net rating. And uh, the, the balance on that roster with the likes of, of Mark Price, Ron Harper, Brad Doherty, Larry Nance, John Hot Rod Williams, they had so many weapons and uh, so well balanced, but their one weakness was they, uh, they had nobody really that was, that was terrific at defending Michael Jordan, as uh, you know, I, I think most teams in this bracket, uh, of course, would, would struggle to defend Michael Jordan. But uh, that Cavs team finishes with a final score of 66.7. And the, the final number 10 seed is the 1986 Houston Rockets, a team led by the twin towers of Ralph Sampson and Akeem Olajuwon. That team won 51 regular season games and 13 postseason contests and had a positive 2.5 net rating, giving them a total score of 66.5. Moving on to the 11 seeds now, we've got the 2001 Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks uh, won 52 regular season games and 10 postseason contests and uh, falling short in the Eastern Conference Finals to Allen Iverson and the Sixers. That team uh, had a positive 4.2 point differential, really good uh, offensive trio with the likes of Sam Cassell, Ray Allen, and uh, big dog Glenn Robinson. Uh, but that Bucks team with a final score of 66.2. The, uh, the number 211 seed is the 2013 New York Knicks, another uh, Carmelo Anthony-led team. And uh, also having the Defensive Player of the Year in Tyson Chandler, the Knicks. 54 wins during the regular season and six postseason victories and a positive 4.8 point differential. They, uh, they eventually fell in the second round to the, uh, the Indiana Pacers, but uh, that Knicks team with a final score of 64.8. And uh, the team right below them is the team that beat them. Uh, the, the Pacers, uh, they won 49 games that season, 11 postseason contests, losing in seven games to that, uh, that Miami Heat team. 
but their net rating not quite as strong as the Knicks, which is why they uh, they fell one spot short. They had a positive 4.5 net rating, giving them a final score of 64.5. And then uh, also the, the final team amongst the 11 seeds is the 2015 Memphis Grizzlies. That Grizzlies team, of course, led by Marc Gasol, Tony Allen, Mike Conley, Zach Randolph. They won 55 regular season games and six postseason contests, and they eventually fell to the champion Golden State Warriors that season. And uh, the, the Grizzlies actually had the Warriors a little bit against the ropes, uh, up 2-1 in that series before Steve Kerr made the adjustment of, of putting Andrew Bogut on Tony Allen. Uh, but uh, John Hollinger, who was the uh, executive of the Grizzlies at that time, has said that uh, Tony Allen suffered an injury in that series and, and wasn't completely healthy, with, which hurt their chances down the stretch of, uh, of that battle. But uh, the Grizzlies, with a positive 3.5 net rating that season, finished with a total score of 64.5. Again, they, they tied the Pacers in, in total score, but again, the Pacers made it an additional round further, so that's the tiebreaker there. Now moving on to the 12 seeds, we've got the 2009 Houston Rockets. The Rockets, led by uh, the likes of, of Ron Artest and Yao Ming. Uh, Ming actually uh, actually went down in their postseason series against the Lakers, but uh, oh, and I, I forgot to mention at the outset that, that these teams are going to be healthy, so... Uh, that's uh, that's another factor to consider is the the uh, the roster whenever it was at its peak is uh, is going to be healthy and available to play uh, so so keep that in mind as well but uh, so you know you can expect a healthy Yao Ming throughout uh, throughout this uh, this tournament but that Rockets team won 53 regular season games seven postseason contests, and had a positive 4.4 net rating, giving them a total score of 64.4. One thing I will say, though, you know, and again, in regards to general health, people might say, oh, well, what about Tracy McGrady on that 09 Rockets team? Well, you know, he had already, because of cumulative injuries, had, had become a lesser player. So we're not just going to assume that, that guys that, had been dragged down, bogged down by injuries, just could be like they were 10 years ago. We're still going to, to keep that. But but guys that were healthy at, at, and playing well at one point in the season, uh, we're going to, to let them be at that level throughout this tournament. The next 12 seed is the 2013 Denver Nuggets, a team that won 57 regular season games but uh, lost in the first round of the playoffs to an upstart Golden State Warriors team. And, and that Nuggets team had a positive 5.3-point differential that season, giving them a total score of 64.3. Next up amongst the 12 seeds is the 1977 Philadelphia 76ers, a team led by Dr. J at his absolute apex, that team won 50 regular season games and 10 postseason contests before falling short in the NBA Finals to the uh, to Bill Walton and the Portland Trailblazers. But uh, that Sixers team had a positive 3.6 net rating, giving them a total score of 63.6. The final 12 seed. It's the only representative for the Los Angeles Lakers. As I mentioned at the outset, it was it was difficult to find teams. You know that that fulfilled that three-year rule because the Lakers have championship teams throughout the '80s and the 2000s, and uh, most of their 2010s teams were were pretty awful. Uh, so I had to go way back into the archives. This is actually the oldest team in the tournament, the '62 Lakers, led by Jerry West, of course, and uh, Elgin Baylor. That team won 54 regular season games and seven postseason contests and had a positive 1.7 net rating. Of course, it's, uh, um, it was a little bit more difficult back in the 60s to have a, a great net rating in large part because with uh, only about nine teams in the league, every team was, was stacked with talent. So it was hard to really separate yourself from the pack. But uh, that Lakers team finishing with a final score of 62.7.
Moving on to the 13 seeds, we've got the 1990 Philadelphia 76ers. That team led by Charles Barkley won 53 regular season games and four postseason contests. They had a uh, positive 5.1 net rating, which gives them a total score of 62.1. The next 13 seed is another Philadelphia group. It's the 2019 Philadelphia 76ers. That team won 51 regular season games and seven postseason contests before falling to that shot heard around the world by Kawhi Leonard that bounced on the rim about 25 times before dropping. But uh, that Sixers team had a positive 2.6 net rating, which gives them a total score of 60.6. The number 3 13 seed is the 02 Celtics. That Boston team won 49 regular season games and made it all the way to the conference finals before falling to the Nets. But uh, that team, led by Paul Pierce, won nine postseason games and had a positive net rating of 2.4, which gives them a total score of 60.4. And the final 13 seed is the 1979 San Antonio Spurs, led by George Gervin. And uh, that Spurs team won 48 regular season games, which was actually top three in offense. And uh, they, uh, they won seven postseason games and had a positive 4.7 net rating, giving them a total score of 59.7. Moving on to the 14 seeds, we've got the 1974 Detroit Pistons, led by Bob Lanier and Dave Bing. That team won 52 regular season games and three postseason contests and had a positive 3.8 net rating, giving them a total score of 58.8. Next up is the 2017 Washington Wizards, who won 49 regular season games and seven postseason contests before falling in a tough seven-game series against Isaiah Thomas and the Boston Celtics. They had a positive 1.9 net rating. So that uh, 17 Wizards team led by John Wall and Bradley Beal with a final score of 57.9. Next up is the 1976 Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavs won 49 games and six postseason contests. Their first round series victory over the Washington Bullets is still referred to as the Miracle in Richfield. Of course, the Cavs back in the 70s played in the Richfield Coliseum, but uh, that team ended up falling to the eventual champion Boston Celtics with uh, John Havlicek. Uh, and uh, that team, that, that Cleveland team, had a positive 2.5 net rating, giving them a total score of 57.5. The final 14 seed is the 1999 New York Knicks. Again, they played in a lockout-shortened season, so I, I figured out how many wins they would have over the course of a typical 82-game campaign, and that uh, it came out to 44 wins. And uh, they, they made it all the way to the NBA Finals before falling to the San Antonio Spurs and Tim Duncan and, and David Robinson. Uh, so they, they accumulated 12 postseason victories, had a positive 1.1 net rating, giving them a final score of 57.1. Now to the 15 seeds, we've got the 1975 Chicago Bulls, a team that fell in seven games to the eventual champion Golden State Warriors, and uh, led by Rick Barry, of course, but uh, that Bulls team won 47 regular season games and seven postseason contests and had a positive three net rating, giving them a total score of 57. Next up amongst the 15 seeds is the 1984 New York Knicks, led by Bernard King in one of his, if not his, uh, I would say it is, his uh, his best season as a professional basketball player. Of course, he suffered a uh, devastating ACL injury the following season. But uh, Bernard King and the 84 Knicks won 47 regular season games, in part due to being number one in defensive rating. That, uh, that Knicks team had a positive 3.9 point differential, giving them a total score of 56.9. 
Next up in the 15 seeds is the 1988 Utah Jazz. Figured it would be fun to not only have, uh, of course, the, the number one overall seed in this whole bracket is the 97 Jazz, uh, which features an, an older Stockton and Malone. I, th I thought it would be fun to have a younger version of that duo as well. Of course, those guys um, may be considered the best duo ever to, to not win an, an NBA championship. But uh, the 88 Jazz also had Mark Eaton, which made them the best defense in the league. Uh, that Jazz team won 47 regular season games and six postseason contests before falling in seven games to the eventual champion Los Angeles Lakers in round two. That Jazz group had a positive 3.7 net rating, giving them a total score of 56.7. The final 15 seed is the 1977 Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets, coached by Larry Brown, won 50 regular season games and lost in the first round to the eventual champs, the uh, Portland Trailblazers. And uh, they had that Nuggets team at a positive 4.6 net rating, giving them a total score of 56.6. And here is the final batch of seeds. These are the four 16 seeds. Then we'll get into the 10 teams that are guaranteed to be a part of the play-in tournament. So uh, these uh, these four 16 seeds starting it off is the 2015 Portland Trailblazers, a team that, uh, you know, of course the year before had that uh, great playoff series victory over the Houston Rockets where Damian Lillard hit the buzzer beater in game six. And uh, the, the 15 Blazers, I thought, seemed to be even better. They developed more chemistry. Lillard had improved uh, but then, of course, Wesley Matthews tore his Achilles near the end of the regular season, and uh, Portland ended up losing in the first round to the Memphis Grizzlies in five games. But uh, that Blazers team had a positive 4.5 point differential, and again, they'll be healthy, so Wesley Matthews will not tear his ACL in this tournament. Uh, so that Portland team had a final score of 56.5. Next up amongst the 16 seeds is the 2006 Los Angeles Clippers, a team led by Elton Brand at his apex. Brand led the Clippers to 47 regular season wins and seven playoff victories. They, uh, they eventually fell in seven games in the Western Conference semifinals to Steve Nash and the Phoenix Suns. That Clippers team had a positive 1.7 point differential giving them a total score of 55.7. Next up is the 2001 Toronto Raptors, a team led by Vince Carter. The team won 47 regular season games and six postseason contests before falling to Allen Iverson and the Philadelphia 76ers in seven. And uh, that Raptors team had a positive 2.5 point differential, giving them a final score of 55.5. And the final 16 seed is the 2011 Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies won 46 regular season games, but shocked the world defeating the one-seed San Antonio Spurs in round one before falling to the Oklahoma City Thunder in round two. But uh, the Grizzlies were able to snag seven postseason victories and had a point differential of positive 2.5, giving them a score of 55.5. Now we'll discuss the uh, the final 10 teams in this tournament, and of course these teams will will be forced to play in uh, in play-in contests just to get into the round of 64. But uh, first up is the 1995 Charlotte Hornets, a team led by Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning. That team won 50 regular season games, but then went out in round one to the Chicago Bulls with a uh, with Michael Jordan having just come back to uh, from baseball to to uh, eliminate them early. That Hornets team had a positive 3.5 net rating, giving them a final score of 54.5. Next up is the 1984 Detroit Pistons. The Pistons won 49 regular season games in part due to having the number one offense in the league led by Isaiah Thomas. They won two postseason games falling in the decisive Game 5 against the New York Knicks and Bernard King. 
Of course, there was controversy as well because they had home court advantage in that series. Game 5 uh, was played in an uh, unusual arena for them because their typical arena actually had a, uh, an event booked. So uh, that, was, that was unfortunate for them, and they fell at uh, quote-unquote home in that Game 5. But uh, that Pistons team had a positive 3.4 net rating and have a total score of 54.4. Next up is the, the 2016 Charlotte Hornets. The Hornets won 48 regular season games and three postseason contests before falling in Game 7 to Dwayne Wade and the Miami Heat. Of course, this Hornets team led by the likes of Kemba Walker and Jeremy Lin. That Hornets team had a positive 2.8 net rating, giving them a total score of 53.8. Next up is the 1981 Houston Rockets, led by Moses Malone. That team won just 40 regular season games. They were actually under 500 in the regular season, but made it all the way to the finals and, and challenged the Boston Celtics in the championship round, but came up short. But uh, 12 postseason victories for that Rockets team and a positive 0.3 net rating, giving them a total score of 52.3. Next up is the 2003 Charlotte Hornets. That Hornets team won 47 games and two postseason contests. That team, of course, had the likes of, of Baron Davis and, and, and P.J. Brown, uh, a really fun basketball team. They, uh, they had a positive 2.3 net rating for a total score of 51.3. Here's another team that I think is, uh, is quite the sleeper candidate, and that is the 2005 Indiana Pacers. This, of course, the team that, uh, that was a part of the Malice in the Palace, which uh, ended up suspending Ron Artest, uh, Metal World Peace at the time, for the remainder of the season. They lost him. He was their best player, uh, defensive player of the year candidate, and an uh, emerging offensive force. And they also lost Steven Jackson for a good chunk of that season. But uh, that Pacers team, they had a, an aging but still effective Reggie Miller, a really good interior force in Jermaine O'Neal. Uh, so a lot of talent on that Pacers team, and I thought they were the favorites to win the title prior to the suspensions. Uh, but uh, because of the suspensions, they won just 44 regular season games. They, uh, they made it to the second round of the playoffs before falling to the Detroit Pistons, and they had a positive... 0.9 point differential for a total score of 50.9. Next up is the 1991 Golden State Warriors, the run TMC group with Tim Hardaway, Mitch Richmond, and Chris Mullen. That team, coached by Don Nelson, won 44 regular season games and uh, upset the San Antonio Spurs in the first round of the playoffs before falling to the Los Angeles Lakers and that Lakers team led by Magic Johnson went to the uh, made it all the way to the NBA Finals, but that Warriors team had a, a positive 1.6 net rating for a final score of 49.6. The next team up is the 2014 Brooklyn Nets. The Nets won 44 regular season games and five postseason contests. They actually had uh, one of two teams uh, on this list that had a negative point differential. They had a minus one point differential, but this team, of course, had the likes of, of Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Darren Williams, and, and Brooke Lopez, and, and Lopez was hurt in the postseason. So uh, in this tournament, Lopez will be available, and the Brooklyn Nets finished with a final score of 48 just two teams left, and the second to last is the 2007 We Believe Warriors. That team, uh, of course, led by Baron Davis and, and Steven Jackson and Jason Richardson, won 42 regular season games, upset the number one seed and MVP of the league, Dirk Nowitzki and the Dallas Mavericks, in the first round before falling to the Utah Jazz. But uh, they won five postseason contests and also had like the, uh, the 2014 Brooklyn Nets, had a negative point differential at negative 0.4. Uh, 
And so that 07 Warriors team finishes with a final score of 46.6. And uh, you're probably thinking it's about time. We're finally to the, the 74th team on the list, and that is the 1997 Washington Bullets, a team led by Chris Weber and Juwan Howard. That team won 44 regular season games and got swept in the first round by the 1997 Chicago Bulls. Of course, that Bulls team, uh, one of the one of the best teams ever. And that Bullets group had a positive 1.7 net rating, giving them a total score of 45.7. Now, uh, Corbin and I agonized over what teams should be in this tournament, uh, and of course, we had to figure out a, an appropriate number and. Uh, You'll have to let us know if, uh, if there are any teams that uh, you think we've left out, again, remembering the, that three-year rule. So, so any team that, that won a championship, you've got to the three years prior to that championship and the three years after that championship are ineligible for this tournament. But, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts. If there are any teams that, uh, that we didn't think about that, that would have been really fun for this, let us know. And heck, if the if the suggestions are good enough, we can always uh, maybe take a team out and, and, and throw somebody in if, if there's a glaring if there's a glaring absence and and uh, embarrassingly I didn't have the 2006 Dallas Mavericks in this uh, until the very last minute it didn't it just hadn't occurred to me. But uh, without further ado, I'll get into what the play and matchups are going to be. Of course, these are going to be there's going to be ten games total. And Corbin and I are going to do some episodes uh, where he'll he'll take and defend uh, one of these teams, and I will defend the other team, and and we'll uh, kind of break it down as far as how the teams match up, not only personnel wise but play style, and also uh, how the different eras will affect things. And uh, we'll eventually try to come up with uh, come up with a, a winner for each matchup, and if we can't come to any conclusion, we'll be uh, we'll be putting up the uh, the matchup on Twitter and, and, and letting you guys kind of decide it. Uh, but uh, that should be a lot of fun. But the first set of play and matchups include the 1981 Houston Rockets versus the 1999 New York Knicks. This is a fun one because it's two teams that were both eight seeds coming into the playoffs but uh, made it all the way to the NBA Finals. Then we've got the uh, a uh, matchup that I am very excited about. This is probably the most enticing play and matchup because it's two very good teams. These are two teams that were both eight seeds when I was listing out the, the seeds, and that is the 1995 Phoenix Suns, led by Charles Barkley, versus the 2010 Phoenix Suns, led by Steve Nash. And uh, again, if I mentioned, uh, you know, with those two teams being eight seeds, the winner then will slot in as an eight seed. And uh, yeah, we'll have to uh, maybe mess around with the seedings a little bit. For, but for the most part, uh, the seedings that I mentioned here in this podcast will be around what the teams end up uh, if they uh, if they win one of these playing matchups. The next one is the 2003 Charlotte Hornets versus the 2016 Hornets. So a uh, fun little point guard duel there with uh, Baron Davis versus the likes of Kemba Walker. And then we've got uh, the 2015 Portland Trailblazers versus the 2013 Denver Nuggets. Uh, that's a, a real fun one. Again, a couple of teams. I, I like this because there's some symmetry with their stories. They both had really good regular seasons, but then a key starter on a team that relies on the balance in their starting lineup gets hurt. For Portland, it's Wesley Matthews. For Denver, it's Danilo Gallinari. And they end up uh, flaming out in round one. But again, these teams will be healthy, so they'll have an opportunity to go at one another in this matchup, uh, in this what-if uh, and then the final play and matchup for part one is the 1991 run TMC Warriors versus the 2007 We Believe Warriors. So, uh, Warriors fans, you're you're gonna get a uh, a battle between a couple of teams that you probably love and 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 you probably don't want either of them to lose. But only one's coming out of this, and uh, only one team will represent Golden State fans in this uh, in the round of 64 in the final bracket. So that'll be a fun one to uh, figure out. 
And then uh, part two of our playing matchups, these final five games include the 1997 Washington Bullets versus the 1976 Cleveland Cavaliers. Again, a matchup of uh, you know some some interesting big men. Of course, for the Cavs, they had an, an older Nate Thurmond on the roster, Jim Jones, a couple of solid bigs, and that Bullets team led by the likes of Juwan Howard and Chris Webber. Uh, interesting, interesting matchup there. Then we've got the 2014 Brooklyn Nets versus the 2011 Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, you know, you've got. The grit and grind Grizzlies versus this veteran savvy group led by the likes of of Garnett and uh, and Pierce. That that would be an interesting sort of uh, IQ battle there. And then uh, we've got the 2005 Indiana Pacers versus the 1995 Charlotte Hornets. Again, I I love that Pacers team. Uh, it's uh, it's probably obvious that I think the the Pacers would win that series, but. Uh, you know, that, that Hornets team, of course, had Alonzo Mourning and Larry Johnson, Muggsy Bogues, really, really talented group. So they would certainly give that Pacers team a, a run for their money. So that, that'd be an interesting one. And then we've got the 1984 Pistons versus the 1988 Utah Jazz. I like this matchup because it uh, it features the, the Pistons were number one in the league in offense that season, and the Jazz were number one in the league defensively in, in the 88 season. So uh, uh, an interesting battle of, uh, of two teams that have very different strengths. And then the final play-in matchup is the 2019 Philadelphia 76ers versus the 2009 Houston Rockets. We get a fun Yao Ming versus Joel Embiid duel in that one. And then you've also got a battle of uh, very tough, defensive-minded small forwards and the likes of Ron Artest and Jimmy Butler. Uh, so uh, that that will be a, a really interesting one as well. So uh, Corbin and I hopefully will be bringing you uh, the, the results of our uh, play-in matchups. And again, we'll be discussing and breaking down those series. And uh, we're, we're going to try to get this bracket at least down to 64 so we can, uh, you know, give you guys a bracket, a printable bracket that you could fill out uh, before the NBA restart. We may have to take a bit of a hiatus once we, we get down to 64 because the NBA will, will be returning and we'll be wanting to talk current hoops. But uh, we, will, uh, we will finish this at some point. It uh, should be a fun process. And again, hopefully you guys uh, will find this interesting and, and fun to, to partake and discuss. Uh, and I think it's just a, an interesting way to, to talk about the history of the league, which is something I've always been fascinated with. Thanks so much for listening to Duncan Dynasty. Please, if you can, if you have a moment, go to iTunes and uh, give us a rating and review, preferably five stars. And uh, if you could give any thoughts about what you like about the show, that would be much appreciated. We are also on Spotify, so uh, you can give us a rating on there as well. If you'd like to find some other content outside of this podcast, you can find me on Twitter, at Garrett Bougay, that's G-A-R-R-E-T-T-B-U-G-A-Y. I will be uh, tweeting various uh, NBA thoughts as well as some, some thoughts on some other uh, interests of mine, including soccer and film and television. So uh, if you're looking for some of my takes throughout the, the course of the week, you can find me there. You can find my co-host Corbin Ford on Twitter at CorbinNBA. That's C-O-R-B-A-N-N-B-A. So uh, he, uh, he does, a, d- does a good job on Twitter as well. He's very active. Uh, Corbin also is the site expert for the fan-sided website Valley of the Sun, which talks all things Phoenix Suns. So you can check out uh, what he's doing there. I'm also doing uh, some work as a contributor for Rip City Project, which uh, does all things Blazers. So if you're looking for some written content, you can check those websites out. Corbin also does his own pod on the side called NBA Today. Uh, he, uh, he does some, some fun work over there, so, so please, I encourage you to check that out. But uh, thanks so much again for for listening and have a great rest of your day. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.